I'm Erin. I'm Rachel. This is Deconstructing Disney. To all who come to this happy musical podcast, welcome! Welcome! <laughs> it's a very <laughs> special bonus episode this month. We are doing the ultimate Disney song bracket. Hell yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's March Madness style, starting with 16 songs, the Sweet 16, in eight different categories of songs from across all Disney animated movies. Yes, including ones we haven't yet covered on the podcast. So there are definitely some where I have no history. I don't know anything in the context. (laughs) We'll just have to wing it. (laughs) So thank you so much for listening. We have also been promoting this on social media with a fan bracket. We had a series of polls on Twitter, X, uh, and Instagram. (laughs) Hopefully some of you voted. You can see what the fans decided. But now it's time for us to decide. Yeah, the correct final answer, (laughs) unless it's not what I wanted it to be, and then take it back. (laughs) I really have no idea how this is going to go. I've really thought hard about the matchups that we have in this first round of the Sweet 16, but after that, I have no idea. There's ones that I want to win that I'm like, Rachel's not going to let that one win. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see. We'll see. To start, we have these 16 songs that are paired up by category. So that's important for you to know. These are not just the best 16 songs out of every song. We had eight categories that we'll talk about as we go. And we had to pick, each of us picked our favorite song within that category. Mm -hmm. And we categorized the songs just based on what I thought. So (laughs) I think I did did a great job. Pretty great job job doing this on behalf of both of us. Thank you. I appreciate it. (laughs) But there were some songs, especially from movies with which I'm less familiar that I was like, Ooh, I think this is an I want song, or I think this might be considered a ballad, but there were some that it was a little more difficult to categorize. But I think the 16 we ended up with all fall squarely within their designated categories. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> okay, great. I'll have maybe two hot takes, but that's okay because I don't know where else to put them also. So like we had to think of eight categories. We couldn't do 20 categories. Like we had to narrow it down. So I think that they, if these are the choices, they probably are where they should be. <laughs> okay, great. I'm so excited for your <laughs> feedback on this. which i have saved for the recording not separately couldn't send rachel an email nope. never <laughs> you wanted to surprise me that's excellent i'm ready because i am such a uh, type a person mm. i think it is important to note that we are kind of going with just like our favorite songs Mm. we had to put them into categories so that we had some kind of organization to this and also so that we didn't fully overlap on all of our picks Mm -hmm. to like create some differences between us but within the categories it isn't necessarily this is the best disney song to fit this category of all time Mm. it's the best disney song 
in this category. Yes, that's a great clarification. And sometimes it's not even the best song. It's just my favorite song. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's where we might fight. (laughs) Okay. Well, I'm ready. I'm rolling up my sleeves. Rachel's like, I'm having fun. It's so fun. I'm having a good time. And I'm here like, okay, but the musicality and how it affects the outcomes of the movie and how memorable is it and how the lyrics, you know. So that's going to be great. (laughs) It'll be great. Let's dive right in. Our first category is... The I Want song. This is a category of song that is very much a part of the musical theater tradition. It is a song typically sung by the protagonist in which they are declaring what they want, what their desires are, what their goals are, their aspirations. We typically see this song really early in the musical or the film. And I will say... This was probably the most difficult choice for me to make because Disney does I Want songs very well. There are so many of them. There were other categories that really didn't have as many songs within them, but lots and lots of I Want songs to choose from. Yeah, I had a really tough time. Had a lovely time spending like an hour listening to I Want songs and Uh just like... Which one is making me cry? Which one is making me belt? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. There are a lot of really good choices in this category. So you chose Out There from mm-hmm. 1996's The Hunchback of Notre Dame. Yes. Tell us why. Because it's the best one. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I picked Out There. I mean, it is a... a favorite of mine for Mm -hmm. sure like I have listened to that consistently since I was a child I think that Tom Hulse Tom Hulsey I still haven't learned how to say his last name Mm. but I think his singing is absolutely fabulous and I remember from doing the history on this film that like he didn't think he was good enough to sing this song he Mm. wanted someone else to do it but he did it anyway and it's beautiful Mm -hmm. I think it's extremely emotional. Like, I still get a little bit teary-eyed when I listen to this. The contrast with Tony Jay's trying to trap Quasimodo in the beginning, the contrast between... It's kind of two songs smushed into one. Mm-hmm. So you cheated, but that's fine. It's one song on the soundtrack. You can listen to it in one go. That's all that matters. <laughs> I Yeah, I just think it's beautifully written, really moving, beautiful to listen to. It's great. I agree. I also love this song. And listener, if you are less familiar with this song, you can listen to it right now. We have a playlist that we made for you in YouTube Music. We've linked to it in the episode notes. So if you want to pause here and go listen to Out There, you should do that. I really appreciate the point that you made, Erin, about the contrast between Mm. Frollo and... Quasimodo at the beginning of the song it really sets up their dynamic and the manipulation that is taking place between them which offers some really helpful context for what it is that Quasimodo wants he wants to escape Frollo's capture that he's under even though he can't quite conceptualize it that way yet Mm -hmm. he knows that he wants to be free and he wants to be part of the community Mm-hmm. You might say that he wants to be part of their world. Mm. I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
my choice for this category was Part of Your World from 1989's The Little Mermaid. Mm-hmm. I, like I said, had a really hard time choosing a song in this category. I want to make some honorable mentions before <laughs> okay. I talk about why I chose Part of Your World. Other songs I love, Just Around the River Bend in Pocahontas. Yeah. Go the distance in Hercules, yeah, which won an Academy Award. It was really hard for me not to pick that one. I was but. honestly shocked that you didn't. I love it individually. I think out there is a better song. Fair. Last honorable mention for me is "How Far I'll Go" from Yes Moana. Right. Also a tough one to not pick. Yeah. So I did pick part of your world. I love this song. I love Jody Benson's performance. I love Mencken's music and Ashman's lyrics, the way that Ashman plays with language because Ariel doesn't quite know all of the human words for things Mm -hmm. is really fun. It's a really moving and emotional song and paired with the animation in that scene, I think it's incredibly powerful, Mm -hmm. especially the shot where Ariel is looking up through the hole in the cavern and we're looking down. I also think that this was a really important song in terms of the legacy of musicals as part of Disney films. Mm. Ashman and Mencken were Broadway composers and they were the ones who said it's important to have an I want song. Yeah. As we talked about in our history of The Little Mermaid, they almost cut this entire sequence from the movie because it didn't test well with audiences. But Mm -hmm. now it's a beloved and well-known song. It has a really foundational place within the canon of the Disney Renaissance specifically. And so I think it was an important song in terms of Disney history. Yeah. So that's why I chose Part of Your World. Yeah, that's super fair. I was kind of hoping you would because like I wanted that to be the matchup. Mm-hmm. As I was looking through the song choices, I felt like Part of Your World is kind of the iconic choice mm-hmm. for this category. Um, I think people really, really love and connect with this song. Yeah. This was not one of my childhood favorites. Mm. And I think that definitely puts a damper on it for me where like, I knew part of your world, but like it wasn't really until I was in high school and like met other Disney kids who like were really into it that I realized like, oh, people love The Little Mermaid and like this song really matters to them. Mm-hmm. It's like it just doesn't matter as much to me. Mm. And I think it is a little less musically interesting mm. than out there, mm-hmm. but also like have to give credit to Ashman where like this is the first I want song and then it opens up that entire Broadway musical type category theater category to Disney which made the early renaissance film so successful mm-hmm. his choosing to make that musical structure part of the Disney animated films created Beauty and the Beast and all the things that did so so well yeah so it is it is a very important song in Disney history Yeah, and I think we are going to continue coming up against the nostalgia factor of what songs you and I respectively knew and enjoyed and sang. 
you were not to out you as a young person, <laughs> but you weren't alive when Little Mermaid came out. That's so true. It makes sense that you might have a stronger affinity for some of the songs that came a little later and mm-hmm. me vice versa. So that's going to be part of this too. Mm-hmm. I will go to the mat for part of your world <laughs> for this category. Uh, so this is the problem is like we have a lot of heavy hitters that are going to come up against each other in the first round. You know, one of them just didn't do as well this season. The record wasn't what it should have been. So now the one is playing the 16 seed or whatever. Yeah, like honestly, out there might be my favorite or second favorite song of this entire bracket. Oof, okay. So like personal bracket would look different than where we're going to end up, of course. But objectively... I think I understand part of your world being a more important Disney song and being almost as good (laughs) as out there. But I'll be really sad that this wasn't like a semifinals matchup and instead out there might have to leave in the first round. Yeah. Heard. But I did write (laughs) part of your world. I saw that. I saw those typey, typey fingers. (laughs) So that's Uh. like a win to me. (laughs) Yes, a very strong matchup and sad to see out there go, but also blah blah sure she is (laughs) that part of your world one okay let's move on to the next category we'll put that pain behind us for now and talk about villain songs of which there are surprisingly few as i was making yeah the categories i was like i really thought there were more of these (laughs) right that happened to me a couple times looking through them. There are like big gaps in like if a, this kind of song shows up at all in like five to ten year periods sometimes. Right. That happens with other categories as well. Yeah. So this one was easier definitely than the I Want songs. Mm-hmm. But like I definitely found myself needing to listen to a couple villain songs multiple times just to like really get a feel for them and how happy I was while listening to them and how fun they are and how good they are. Mm. But I chose Be Prepared mm-hmm. from The Lion King, uh-huh. the best Disney movie of all time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I do have a question. As you were making your selections, did you think about like, well, if I'm going to pick this song from The Lion King, then I probably won't pick that song from The Lion King? I did think about wanting there to be a balance of like film representation in the bracket. Mm-hmm. And then I was also like, okay, how much is this just like Aaron loves this song nostalgically, like we were saying versus like, again, musicality, lyricism, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So eventually I kind of had to put that aside. Like I wanted to give every song choice its moment to like connect with me if it hadn't when I was a kid or something. But my favorite ones are my favorite ones and. That's all it kind of comes down to. Sure. All right. Well, go listen to Be Prepared, listener, and then tune back in. Aaron, tell us why you chose Be Prepared, in addition to it being from your favorite movie. Yes, of course. (laughs) I think Jeremy Irons' performance here is fabulous. It's a great performance. Really good. The roar on you won't get a sniff out of me is like every time just feels so good I think Scar is 
one of my all-time favorite villains. Mm. He's like definitely love to hate him. Mm-hmm. I think the lyrics here throughout are fabulous. Our teeth and ambitions are bared is like one of my favorite lines in any Disney film or song. It's pretty good. There's so much cleverness happening here. I think it's also kind of fun and interesting that we learned that Jim Cummings had to take over for Jeremy Irons for the last third of this song after that roar that totally ruined <laughs> Jeremy Irons' voice and he couldn't finish singing. Mm-hmm. So I think listening to the like differences in their voices and trying to like catch the moment that Jim Cummings comes in to finish singing his scar is pretty neat. And then watching this actual scene, I think it looks fabulous if we're taking visuals into account. Mm-hmm. It's just a really epic, evil, well-written moment Mm -hmm. the lighting is really compelling Mm -hmm. and we talked in our lion king episode about how they were inspired by nazi propaganda films and that makes this scene really interesting Mm -hmm. scar is such a great villain and you get his full like plan and personality and everything here Mm -hmm. and yeah i just love it Musically, the percussion's really great. And there's also a bassoon (laughs) line that I especially enjoy. Mm. It's a good song. (laughs) Do you think you have a better song, Rachel? I don't know if I do. (laughs) 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 This is a song that I had to choose because I'm obsessed with it. But (laughs) I know it would not be a popular choice or even a well-known choice. I selected Mother Knows Best from Tangled, which we have not covered yet. Mm -mm. I also snuck onto our playlist, not just Mother (laughs) Knows Best, but Mother Knows Best, the reprise, because Mm -hmm. it's those two songs in combination that I think is so interesting musically and narratively within the story of Tangled. Go listen to those now if you aren't familiar with them. I will also say Poor Unfortunate Souls is... Yes. uh, I know that was a close, close second for me. Same. And I actually felt a little guilty for not choosing it but (laughs) since I had chosen part of your world for my I want song I decided okay I can go with a different choice Tangled was written and composed by Alan Menken he did the lyrics here as well Mm -hmm. and I think Donna Murphy's performance is so good she has this wide range from playfulness to condescension to manipulation, changes in volumes and vocal style, all of which I think is so impressive. The first part of the song that comes fairly early in the movie is really setting up this central tension that Rapunzel's going to wrestle with for the rest of the film. It's this idea mm-hmm. that Rapunzel wants freedom, but she doesn't want to let down her mother. Her mother is also trying to tell Rapunzel how frightening the world is. Then that is followed up at the beginning of the third act when Rapunzel first stands up to her mother. And that's when we really see the full villainy of Mother Gothel exposed to 
Rapunzel. So narratively, I just think it's so powerful. Musically, I think it's really fun. And ultimately, I chose it because I think Donna Murphy's performance is just so stellar. Yeah, it is. The range that she has in in personalities and tones in that song is so, so fabulous. Tangled is not one of my more favorite films. It's also a sort of newer film, though now it's like, I don't know, 15 years old or Mm -hmm. something. But so don't have that childhood connection with it. But it also feels like a theater song. Like it feels like something that is really added to by the physical comedy of it, the performance of it. And the song, just the music, just the lyrics don't stand out as much to me. Yeah. It's a fun song, but Mm -hmm. I don't think it's as powerful as others, including Be Prepared and even Poor Unfortunate Souls Mm -hmm. that are just so fun to listen to and not just watch. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. And the animation does support this song really well, especially Mm -hmm. when Mother Gothel is delineating all of these horrors that would await (laughs) Rapunzel. We see all of those animated. It's very, very silly. But I hear you and I am prepared to give the win to be prepared in this category. Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> uh, I want to give a shout out to Cruella DeVille. No. Oh. Which I also listened to twice and like kind of wanted to go with it because I think it's another like classic villain song that's really fun. It's very different musically than a lot of the other villain songs because it has that sort of jazzy vibe. Mm-hmm. But It's one verse and the chorus. There isn't a lot to that song. It is much more focused on the actual music. And it's also not sung by Cruella herself, which I think that's true. Makes it weaker narratively Mm. than some of these other songs. Yeah. And like a little bit crueler than these where this is like people Mm. stepping into their evilness versus Roger being hyperbolic about this woman. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Making fun of someone. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, let's talk about love songs. Let's. (laughs) You know, one of my less cared for categories, I think the love song (laughs) is not the one that usually sticks out for me in most films. Mm -hmm. But I think I just, I went with a good old faithful here that is very well loved. And I picked A Whole New World from Aladdin. Alan Menken back again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> really, the winner of the bracket is going to be Alan Menken. A hundred percent. But I think the fact that this is a duet is something mm. that makes it really special and fun. A lot of love songs are, but in the sort of general canon of Disney films, mm-hmm. it's fun when you come across the duet and like done a lot of karaoke. <laughs> <laughs> so that's always fun. Leia Salonga, always amazing. Mm. Absolutely fabulous. Can't argue with the singing there. Brad Kane is good. He's fine. <laughs> <So Aladdin. laughs> but this is, you know, this is a very iconic Disney song. I love it for as much as I don't like pick to play it. It's one of the ones when you're like walking through the parks and you hear it. You're like, oh, yay. Like that just it just makes me happy. It kind of ties up that Renaissance period of like those iconic songs from like the first, I don't know, four or five movies in the Renaissance um, really nicely. So it's just it's just a classic, truly. It is. Yeah, it's a good one for sure. I was slightly surprised that you didn't choose Can You Feel the Love Tonight from The Lion King, since that is your favorite movie. Yeah, 
not my favorite song. <laughs> Fair enough. It's really like another fun one to sing. Again, it's not the characters singing, so I think that right. kind of takes away from it. They are singing, but we don't see it animated. Yes. Yeah, it's not in the moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the lyrics there are not as compelling to me. I think more the Timon and Pumbaa of it is funnier and more where my uh, attention goes. So, A Holy World <laughs> was your choice. Okay. What did Rachel pick? I made another more contemporary selection, mm-hmm. but... It's worth noting that I think the love song category is where more classic Disney movies shine. Mm. I thought some of the strongest contenders from early Disney were in the love song category. Specifically, I am a sucker for one song from Snow White, first Disney movie ever. Even though it's Prince Charming singing it creepily and kind of a stalker way, the song itself I think is really lovely. I'm a big fan of So This Is Love from Cinderella. Me too. And Bella Note from Lady and the Tramp. <laughs> so I think there are some really strong contenders from earlier Disney films. That said, I didn't pick any of those. <laughs> I picked... Love is an Open Door from Frozen, Mm -hmm. 2013. I really like this song for a couple reasons. It's very tongue-in-cheek and is presented in a way that makes fun of whirlwind fairy tale romances. (laughs) So I really appreciate that. I also think it has some elements of an I want song baked into it, which I really like. It's not just a love song. It's also about what each of the individual characters want for themselves. Same as A Whole New World. It's a duet. We see the characters singing together, which is really fun. I think the performances here are also great. Kristen Bell is amazing as Anna, of course. And then Santino Fontana, also really excellent here. So that's why I like Love is an Open Door. I think it's a really fun one. This is another one where I think I differ from the general populace, potentially. Or like, this is not a favorite song of mine. It's just like a little too silly Mm, for me mm -hmm. and I think the malice behind Hans really taints it for me like I like the meta what Disney is doing to critique our past princesses who have fallen in love in a single day and gotten married and off to their happily ever after and Mm -hmm. like life isn't like that I like that part of it but the scene itself is like a man manipulating a woman into falling in love with him by like pretending to be her soulmate, like thinking like her perfectly in all of these mm. moments, finishing each other's sandwiches. That's exactly what he was going to say. Of course it was. <laughs> As opposed to Aladdin, <laughs> which does not involve any manipulation whatsoever. Okay, that's a very good point. <laughs> <laughs> Though I definitely see what you're saying. Hans. He does love her. Yes. Hans Aladdin doesn't love her. <laughs> does love Jasmine. Hans has no actual interest in Anna and really just wants to use her to get power in Arendelle. But I think it's worth pointing out that neither of the (laughs) men in these duets are totally above board. Yeah, that is very fair. (laughs) (laughs) 
I think that most people would probably agree with you, Aaron. A Whole New World is a classic, and I think it deserves to move on to the next round. Excellent. I agree. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So the next category is sidekick songs. This was another really hard one for me. Yeah. There are a lot of good choices in this category, Mm -hmm. including both of the ones that we picked. And then special shout out to Bare Necessities, which we did not pick, but I was like, that's another iconic catchy well written great song mm-hmm. phil harris has a great performance <laughs> yeah yeah uh, i miss phil harris yeah <laughs> it was a fun time in the 60s yeah 60s. <laughs> right mm-hmm. yeah what i actually picked was under the sea from the little mermaid sung by samuel e wright composed again by alan Menken, of course lyrics written by howard ashman it's so fun. I can never not smile when this song comes on. If it comes on, I listen to it all the way through. I am jamming the whole time. I've spent a lot of time trying to learn all the lyrics so that I could correctly sing it because it's pretty fast. I still mess up a couple and it makes me mad because I've been trying to do this for like 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> There are very complicated (laughs) lyrics in this song. So much fun wordplay. Yes. Mm -hmm. Again, like the scene itself, again, how much we're counting that or not, but just the color of it, the fun of it, the visual jokes, all really good. I love that Ariel leaves (laughs) (laughs) while Sebastian is singing this song and it's like making fun of him at the same time. Like it's just, it's a really fun well-written song that makes me really happy (laughs) yeah I agree I think this is an excellent choice I was surprised that you didn't pick the song I picked Uh I was surprised you did pick the song you picked I know I really struggled with this category as well because Be Our Guest from Beauty and the Beast is right there (laughs) (sighs) but I didn't pick that I picked Why should I worry from... Why should I worry? (laughs) Why should I care? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) This is from Oliver and Company, which is one of your favorites. From doing the podcast, it has dropped down Mm -hmm. in my estimation. Okay. But the music still definitely some of my favorite music. Yeah. So this song was written by Dan Hartman and Charlie Midnight, which is surprising because I thought it was actually written by Billy Joel. Mm-hmm. Me too. I'm a sucker for Billy Joel. <laughs> Classic white woman move. <laughs> I love Billy Joel. And I think that this is so characteristic of Billy Joel's style. It mixes tempos in a really fun way. I also think it encapsulates the personality of Dodger so effectively. Yeah. Ugh, yeah. It's just a fun song. It's just a bop. Yeah. In fact, it's a bebop elation. Because <laughs> those are some of the lyrics. Bebopulation. <laughs> I got street savoir there. <laughs> this song was nominated for a Golden Globe Award for Best Original Song. It did not win, but it was mm-hmm. nominated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I. <laughs> so while I said that I love Under the Sea and I will 
listen to it all the way through if it comes on. Why should I worry is one that I actively seek out and listen to. <laughs> like, I adore this song. Yeah. I have for a long, long time. This is one where definitely, like, I, in my head, was, like, looking at the whole of the product and the nostalgia and the legacy. And I think Under the Sea, again, one of those classic Disney songs that are so is so important. But, like, if I just want to, like, dance around while I'm cleaning or something... Why Should I Worry is so, so fun and makes me smile and is very, very good. <laughs> that sounds like a win for Why Should I Worry. But Under the Sea is so <laughs> important and it also is really good. And I think it is more musically interesting. It's much more musically interesting. It also was important because it was responsible for Sebastian being well not jamaican right trinidadian mm -hmm. as right yeah would say and it is really fun musically uh this is a heartbreaker yeah it's going to overtime this match <laughs> for sure i think we probably just need to lean into the aaron and rachel of it all okay because that's what this is coming down to. This is our favorite songs that we just like to listen to. Mm -hmm. And we can't keep going with the most effective Disney song or the most iconic Disney song. Like, that's not what it's about. Mm -hmm. It's about us picking our favorite and then calling it the best anyway. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I think Why Should I Worry should move on. Yeah. Oh, I don't like that feeling, though. I feel really bad. <laughs> Why do you feel bad? Because Under the Sea is really good. I think it's another one that could also win this bracket with the right people that are not us, I guess. Haha, <laughs> <laughs> -ha, but it's our podcast, so we make the rules. Haha. <laughs> okay, let's move on to the next category. This yeah. is a category that I guess exists. I kind of made it up. <laughs> I think it's fair. I called it exposition songs, really songs that open up a film, set the scene, give us some background, and welcome us to the story. Yeah. I think you should talk about your pick first. Okay. Well, first, I want to say that when you emailed me with your choices, I think you said, quote, I might die if I have to pick <laughs> one song in this category. <laughs> so I did. I just did say that. <laughs> want our listeners to know how much uh, Aaron and I struggled with this choice. My honorable mention, the song that I did not choose. Actually, I have two. One, Bell. Bell. I was like, uh, you must be dying over there not picking Bell. It was very difficult. We don't have a single song from Beauty and the Beast in the bracket, which feels bad. Yeah. Also feels bad that we, I mean, we haven't gotten there yet, but we don't have one for Princess and the Frog. Yep. Which also has some really iconic songs. It does. Yeah. Ugh. Yikes. Including Down in New Orleans is an exposition song in this category. But yeah, I think part of the issue there was the timing of Princess and the Frog. I didn't watch it that much i didn't become as closely acquainted with the music yeah whereas these renaissance films i'm so 
connected to. Yeah. So my second honorable mention here was the gospel truth from yes. Hercules. Mm-hmm. But as we'll discuss with our next category, I picked a Hercules song for that one. So I felt okay letting go of the gospel truth in order to make my definitive choice of an exposition song, which was The Bells of Notre Dame from The Hunchback of Notre Dame. This is Alan Menken and Stephen Schwartz at their finest. Yes. This song is so epic. I get chills every time I listen to it. Yeah. (laughs) It's very effective storytelling. I'm pulled in from the first notes. We meet several of the key characters. We learn about the villain and some of what his flaws are and what's going to motivate him through the film. We're introduced to the Notre Dame Cathedral as a character in the film in a really effective way. And we're told the theme of the movie, the thesis statement of monsters and men and what defines them. Who is the monster and who who is the man? (laughs) Sing the bells, 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 bells. Yeah, so this is my favorite song from my favorite soundtrack of any Disney movie. Wow. Yeah. Wait, (laughs) there were qualifiers there, but does that just come down to this is your favorite song? (laughs) Let me clarify (laughs) The Hunchback of Notre Dame as a whole is probably my favorite soundtrack from a Disney movie. And this is my favorite song of that soundtrack. Okay. I love Out There as well. I love Hellfire. (laughs) I love Heaven's Light. Yeah. My favorite is Bells of Notre Dame. Wow. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's so engaging. It's a really long song, but another one that I usually find myself listening all the way through. Mm-hmm. Honestly, it's like, what's going to happen? Like, I know what's going to happen, but the storytelling, amazing. Steven Schwartz, so, so good. <laughs> I called out these lyrics in our Hunchback of Notre Dame episode, but the way that Schwartz describes Frollo a figure whose clutches were iron as much as the bells of Notre Dame. I love that line. Yeah. It's so good. It's very, very good. I also wanted to pick this song for exposition song. Again, like when I was going through them, I was sticking a little more to the categories. And then I wrote to Rachel and I was like, what are the what are the qualifications? <laughs> and Rachel was like, I'm kind of just picking my favorites, but we wanted to sort them to, into some sort of category. And I was like, okay, cool. Yeah. So then you need to pick bells <laughs> so that I can pick the circle of life mm-hmm. from Lion King. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which, to be very fair, not as much exposition. <laughs> right. It's an opening song. But it doesn't have the same storytelling that Bells of Notre Dame has. Bells of Notre Dame is absolutely the peak exposition song for sure. Mm -hmm. Circle of Life has a little bit about that, explaining the circle of life, this idea that is going to be referenced in the film, but doesn't build nearly as much of the the plot or prologue to what's going to happen. Mm -hmm. But it's so pretty. (laughs) (laughs) It's so pretty. So pretty. In our Lion King episode, we talked about how the trailer for the film was mm-hmm. just the opening sequence of the movie 
with this song yep. because it's so powerful and effective. I think we both get chills at the end of the song when the title card <sighs> appears. Yep. Crying, usually. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. And so this is Ellen John and Tim Rice. Mm-hmm. But then also, as we discussed in our episode, Hans Zimmer contributed to this song because he was the composer for the score. He's the one who brought in Lebo M mm-hmm. and the choir that is part of this that is so important. So I think all of those contributors coming together to make something so special is really cool. And I just don't want to get all the credit to Elton John because <laughs> Hans Zimmer did a lot for this. I adore this song. It's absolutely beautiful. It's nice to have some diverse voices <laughs> in the songs mm-hmm. uh, for once. It's my favorite Disney song. Yeah. It just is. It just is. I think we can choose our favorite song. We don't have to pick the song that fits the category of exposition most closely. I think Mm -hmm. it makes sense to pick the best song. I'm not sure that I agree that Circle of Life (laughs) is a better song than Bells of Notre Dame. But I agree that as a self-contained unit, it's amazing, moving, powerful, a great song. I think we could and perhaps should choose Circle of Life. Yay! (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. I truly would have died. (laughs) If this was between bells and like bell, I'm like, oh, it's fine. Either of those could go through the best song ever made for a Disney movie is already not even included. <laughs> the song had to be in the bracket. Uh, it had to be. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Okay. Next category is action songs, which according to some blogs I read is an official category of songs within musical theater song structure yeah action songs are songs that move the plot forward they're usually somewhere in the middle or perhaps towards the end of the musical or the film i honestly think we could have called this category like montage songs Uh, (laughs) also that's because they usually go along with a time jump as we're like we need to get our character from incompetent to doing whatever they're going to do that's leading to the climax. Like this is the usually the learning or the big time passage period where we need a fast paced song to get us through. Totally. Yes. So you chose I'll Make a Man Out of You. Yeah. Which I'll be honest, (laughs) I was counting on because I was like, (laughs) I bet Aaron will pick that, which means I can pick the song I picked. Mm -hmm. But how could we not have I'll Make a Man Out of You in this bracket? Yes. That was another one where I was like, another really iconic one that just needs to be here. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll put it in any category. <laughs> <laughs> it needed to make an appearance at least, but I, it's really fun. I remember, I think I talked about this in our episode on Mulan, but we like sang it on the bus to school when I was a kid. <laughs> another, obviously know all the words to remembering which, verses in which orders of the choruses was like a really nitpicky young me thing that I would do when like people would switch up like strength and force. No, it's the other one. (laughs) 
<laughs> I just, it's a great song, really good montage mm-hmm. that goes along with it. It's pretty funny. Yeah. I think Donny Osmond does a fabulous job. I agree. It's just good fun. Makes you smile. Another one like that. Yeah. And I think makes you smile, but is also moving. The acapella version of the chorus at the end Mm, gives me chills. I think it's really great musically as well. And I do like that members of the ensemble are popping up throughout the song as well. That adds a lot of flavor to it. Yeah. Okay. I chose Zero to Hero from Hercules. This is Alan Menken again. Classic. (laughs) Lyrics by David Zippel. Well, these are both David Zippel. That's funny. David Zippel wrote I'll Make a Man of You as well. Wait, really? Yeah. And Matthew Wilder is the composer. Wow. So it's a David Zippel (laughs) face-off. Hercules, like we talked about in our episode features a lot of gospel music, which is a style of music that we don't often see represented. There is a conversation that we had on that episode about whether it really made sense for gospel music to be featured as part of this particular story. But that debate aside, I love the music. I think the performances of the muses is incredible. The lyrics are really fun and poppy. There are some really fun rhymes here. And the end of this song, the whoa, whoa, (laughs) yes, indeed, gets me every time. Mm -hmm. I think it's a great song. It's a really good song. It's also so much fun. It makes me smile. It's really clever. It's like a little more dumb. (laughs) some of the like song choices and rhymes and things but like fits the tone of the film Mm -hmm. always dancing when this song comes on nouveau Grecian famous he could tell you what a grecian (laughs) earns it's so great it's so clever very good so much went over my head as a child yes yes (laughs) what do we do here i don't know I feel like I have come to appreciate Zero to Hero more and more as I've gotten older. Mm -hmm. And I'll Make a Man Out of You has felt a little more stale just because I've been singing it since I was on the bus going to like (laughs) third grade or whatever. (laughs) I like that Zero to Hero is a very different style than almost anything else. Like having the gospel here is really, really cool. Mm -hmm. But gosh, I'll Make a Man Out of You is just just a classic (laughs) it's a classic it's a great song we didn't talk about this in this conversation but there's some fun gender play happening with this because of course we know Mulan is not a man and yet she's demonstrating that she is just as capable as her male counterparts so there is some feminism in this song that I really appreciate with all the caveats we discussed in our Mulan episode. (laughs) So I think that's worth highlighting. Yeah. I think I'll make a man out of you is the right choice. Okay. I also think that's the strongest contender to move forward into the Elite Eight and be paired against Circle of Life. Well, we know how that's going to (laughs) go. All right. Cool. I like it. Okay. We have two more categories. Mm Mm-hmm. Next, we have ballads. Yes. This is one of my 
slightly disputed one. I'll just say I think I think you picked a power ballad. I would call it at least that. <laughs> okay, fair. <laughs> yeah, this category was definitely like there's this other type of song that's happening that doesn't quite fit into any of the other categories. Mm-hmm. And ballad was the best label I could think of to capture it, but I'm not sure. I'm not sure. <laughs> Again, I think it works for our purposes. (laughs) (laughs) So you chose a classic. I did. I picked Colors of the Wind from Pocahontas, sung by Judy Kuhn, another Alan Macon, Stephen Schwartz banger. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's just another really gorgeous one. Mm -hmm. This is a song that I have listened to my whole life. Another one that I've really enjoyed my whole life. I think the message is really beautiful here we talked a lot about the relationship between pocahontas and john smith and all she has to do to educate this pompous white man yeah um but it's a really cool beautiful song it isn't quite as clever i think maybe as the hunchback of notre dame songs of just the like precision of language there this Mm. feels a little bit looser and they're using more like metaphor and imagery that they are pulling they think from native cultures and right how much of a good job they're doing or not is maybe something we can dispute mm-hmm. but it's a beautiful moving ballad and judy coon oh my god her voice like one of the best singers i think we have in this whole bracket just absolutely gorgeous I agree. It's an amazing song. I love this song. I would put Colors of the Wind probably in my top 10 Disney songs. So Mm. I'm a big fan. And if you hadn't chosen this song, I would have chosen it. So (laughs) excellent choice. (laughs) Thanks. (laughs) I chose the song that I think was the obligatory choice for a song (laughs) that had to be in this bracket because I think it is in terms of various metrics, the most popular <laughs> Disney song of all time. Yeah. Billions probably. and billions of downloads. People love Let It Go from Frozen. Yeah. I think it's a great song. Idina Menzel's performance is amazing. I'm a, a big fan of Idina Menzel in general. The composers for this, Kristen Anderson Lopez and Robert Lopez, won Academy Awards and actually... The Academy Award for Let It Go meant that Robert Lopez was the youngest person ever to achieve an EGOT. Whoa. Yeah. Cool. It is very cool. I also think that this song was so popular because it resonated in a really important way with a lot of women, especially young women, who are dealing with so many different pressures, especially social pressures related to the performance of femininity and fulfilling Mm. feminine gender roles let it go is an anthem for women from the the mid 2010s yeah i was fairly obsessed with this song (laughs) when frozen came out i saw frozen a little later than i think a lot of people had i didn't see it until like it was its third month in theaters or something Mm -hmm. and then I just remember me and my friends 
singing this all the time. Like maybe it started ironically and it definitely didn't end up ironically. <laughs> right. It's fabulous. I love Adina Menzel. Like I love Wicked. So mm. Adina Menzel in general makes me so happy as Elphaba and seeing her in this role and the crazy notes she can hit. So cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's an amazing song, but it definitely feels like a commercial song like a commercial hit which is its own form of success but I don't think that makes it a better song than Colors of the Wind. I would agree for me Let It Go doesn't actually have the same depth of emotional Mm. resonance as Colors of the Wind does. I think that Let It Go achieves its aims socially more effectively than Colors of the Wind does mm-hmm. because okay. <laughs> Colors of the Wind is written by two non-native people, whereas Kristen Anderson Lopez brought a feminist perspective and I think really captured a feminist message with a lot of authenticity and accuracy. So in that way, I think Let It Go is a better song. Mm-hmm. But for me, this is a true toss-up and... Only for those reasons, I think if I were just picking the song I like better, it would be Colors of the Wind. Yeah, which I think is how we've decided the bracket should go. (laughs) So I think I would move Colors of the Wind forward here. Okay. Colors of the Wind moves forward in the ballad category. Okay. Yay. All right. Last category. Miscellaneous. (laughs) Miscellaneous. (laughs) Songs that I didn't know how to categorize or were like their own subcategories in ways that didn't quite fit the other seven I'd come up with. I feel like this was nice because it left me a little bit of room to like I did a little bit of looking for songs that you hadn't listed on like your kind of comprehensive list of things like do you want to build a snowman? Like Mm. not a song I ended up picking or really thinking I would pick, but like I would have slapped that in miscellaneous. (laughs) There's some random things like that that fit perfectly here. Cause what are they really? Maybe that's an exposition song. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah. Why don't you tell us about your song pick first? I chose the viral hit. (laughs) Eye to eye from a goofy movie. Amazing. I to I, I did not realize until making this bracket is spelled capital letter I, number two, capital letter I. Yes. Which I think makes it that much better of a song. Even cooler. Yeah. Even cooler. We didn't cover a goofy movie. It was theatrically released, but there was some reason we didn't. I forget. It's one of the, it's like one of the sub studios. It's like Disney tunes or something okay so we decided to skip that one because it wasn't disney animation specifically that's right and there have been other discussions about a goofy movie that are really well done including the way in which a goofy movie felt more representative of the black community than some other films Mm. i think in part because of the music the performer for this song was Tevin Campbell, the R&B singer. He is playing Powerline and I do I is such a fun song. It's an earworm. The dance has swept the internet. 
<laughs> I have yet to master it, but I am I've trying. seen her seen her try. She's doing great. <laughs> I, I left her alone in her attempts and I don't know if Rachel will ever forgive me for that, but I appreciated watching you. you yeah, I it. don't know why you didn't also want to try and learn it, but that's fine. <laughs> I have a Powerline t-shirt. I just love this song. Yeah, it's really good. <laughs> yeah, it's a really it is good absolutely song. a bop for sure. Another one that like I didn't have as much exposure to as a kid, it is very much it's like viral nature that made me notice it again. Mm. Like I'd seen the movie as a kid and I liked the song, but didn't really stick with me. Mm-hmm. Definitely have come to love it and appreciate it in the last like five years or whatever that it's become more popular and all over the place. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But you picked another awesome song that would have been my choice mm. if you hadn't picked it. Okay. Yes, so I picked Surface Pressure from Encanto. That's sung by Jessica Darrow and composed and written by Lin-Manuel Miranda. Had to get Lin on here (laughs) at some point. (laughs) Yeah, he has done a lot for recent films, so that makes Mm -hmm. sense. Yeah, this song hits me right in the gut. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I am not an oldest sister or anything, but the anxiety of it the pressure of it the perfectionism mm-hmm. the wanting to do right by your family and hit expectations it's just a straight therapy session um, for me <laughs> <laughs> so i love it i think it's really well written very clever as well in its own ways i think the one slight drawback it has is that i don't think jessica darrow is the best singer Hmm. I think she's good and it feels real like Hmm. I think that's kind of what Encanto has going for it in some ways that like these are real people expressing real contemporary emotions that we are all going through and it feels more relatable maybe because she's not you know Adina Menzel Hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) but I do think it is not quite as good of a song because she's not quite as strong of a singer yeah I would agree with that. I love this song. I also feel very seen by this song, as I know (laughs) many other people do as well. I think it is really fun musically. The way it incorporates rhythm and rap is so, so great and exciting. There is a group that does punk covers of Disney songs and the cover of Surface Pressure is so good. <laughs> it's like, oh, this song was actually so meant good. to be a punk song. <laughs> yes. So I think that's the problem is I don't listen to the Jessica Darrow version. <laughs> I listen to this punk band, Our Last Night. That's what the band is called. Okay. So, oh my gosh, listeners, I think I tweeted about this at like six months ago or something on this account, but like, go listen to the, our last night's cover of Surface Pressure, because like, that's the one, like, oh, I'm listening to that in my car all the time, <laughs> driving around. It's so good. We're not talking about this song, but Into the Unknown, the Panic at the Disco version. Yeah. put those two back to back that's all you need you don't need other music anymore (laughs) Uh, yeah it's a great song I would be very content with moving surface pressure forward in the bracket 
I do think it's more iconic Disney. I'd love to see Encanto represented on the bracket as one of the more recent Disney films. But what do you think? I think Eye to Eye is our favorite of the two. If that's Hmm. how we've decided the other categories, I think that that one should go forward. Okay. Hmm. Interesting. Hmm. Tricky. (laughs) Well, they're both going to get beaten in the next round anyway. So it's so. inconsequential. Great. I to I move forward as the bop. Okay. All right. Whew. Oh boy. All right. Now we have our elite eight mm-hmm. moving forward into the final four. Our first matchup is the winner of our I want song category, part of your world against the winner of our villain songs category, Be Prepared. Part of your world versus Be Prepared. <laughs> what do we do? Feels like there couldn't be two like, more different <laughs> songs. Right. Uh, uh, see, if this had been the first round, then Out There would have made it to the second round, and then we could do our Out There Part of Your World conversation. But now it's Part of Your World and Be Prepared. And I think Part of Your World is the better song. Yes! I don't like it, but it's probably the truth. (laughs) I like it. It makes me happy. Fine. Part of your world. All right. Let's see if another world song moves forward. We have our winner of the love songs category, A Whole New World, and the winner of our sidekick songs category, Underdog. (laughs) <laughs> why should I worry? I think a, a whole new world, right? Oh, interesting. I was going to say, why should I worry? <laughs> I think a whole new world is more iconic, but I do like why should I worry better if I'm honest? Yeah. <laughs> like, again, love songs i don't usually care very much so like when i had to pick among love songs i'll pick my favorite and then that one immediately loses the next round because i will almost never prefer the love song Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. why should i worry is so fun and good (laughs) great it's moving forward (laughs) you won't get too much argument from me okay excellent let's go to the last one first because that one's going to be easier okay the winner of the ballads category colors of the wind compared to the miscellaneous winner (laughs) eye to eye i think colors of the wind is the clear winner right yes colors of the wind wins okay so now what i think is the trickier matchup (laughs) circle of life versus i'll make a man out of you i mean my opinion is clear Is it? You would say Circle of Life because that's your favorite song. Okay. Yeah. And like if I was close between Zero to Hero and I'll Make a Man Out of You, like those both being very fun and I'll Make a Man Out of You wins, I think Circle of Life beats either of those songs in my personal estimation mm. every time. Okay. So. I actually yeah. like I'll Make a Man Out of You more. Mm. I think it has more to do with the story and the characters. Mm-hmm. I think the acapella verse at the end. 
very powerful. That's true. I know that you're probably right. Most people would say circle of life. I think the emotional weight of circle of life can't let me let go of it for I'll make a man out of you. It feels like a more fun song mm-hmm. versus a more emotional song that are both like equally powerful and honestly equally iconic. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I just think my emotional connection to circle of life is stronger and I would move it forward. I think that's a strong bias. <laughs> I acknowledge that. Yeah, I think um, I can live with that. I'll save my energy for the battles to come. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Thank you. Okay. We have our final four. Woof. Part of your world. Oh, man. <laughs> Why should I worry? <laughs> Which is hilarious. <laughs> Circle of life. <laughs> Colors of the wind. Oh, I love that. Why should I worry? Is in our top I know. I know. It's very Great. silly. Justice for Billy Joel. Because <laughs> he needs it. <laughs> I do think I would advocate for part of your world here. I think I like it more musically. I think it's more emotional. I think it was really important in terms of its legacy. I would vote for part of your world. Yeah, I think that's right. Okay. That's fine. Great. Whew, phew. Okay. Oh. So now. Circle of life and colors of the wind. Yes. We find ourselves here. Ugh. What beautiful, beautiful songs. I would say colors of the wind, hands down. Hands down? <laughs> I also don't like the Lion King that much. <laughs> <laughs> I was prepping myself for having to do a circle of life part of your world showdown at the end. Okay. But gosh, colors, colors of the wind. You forgot about this matchup. I didn't. I just, I just blew right past it. Oh, wow. You are just like circle of life going all the way. Going all, it's got to at least be number two if it's not number one. <laughs> Okay, I mean, you think the only people who are people, <laughs> yeah, are the right? People who look and think like you, but I know every rock and tree and creature. Okay, it's a life has a spirit, spirit has, has a, a name. name. Yeah, it's very pretty. <laughs> it's so pretty. The message, I think, is more nuanced and meaningful. And then it's going to be a Colors of the Wind part of your world final? Yeah. How would you feel about that? <laughs> Do we we take both of them and we decide which one would win, and that's how we pick right now? <laughs> I guess that's not the best way to do it. <laughs> Certainly not how brackets are supposed to work. No. I'm slouching with my arms crossed. I feel so defeated. Indignant? Yes. And indignant <laughs> is a great word for how I feel. Uh <laughs> then when people look at the bracket, circle of life and why should I worry? <laughs> it <can be> equal. <laughs> I do kind of love that. That's pretty sweet. Okay. 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 Wait, really? Colors of the wind, I think can go on. Okay. Cause honestly, I am already doing the end of the bracket. Uh-huh. And this is the way that the last song that wins, I think, ends up being a compromise versus it's just an Aaron song or a Rachel song the other way, you know? Yeah. So 
our finals are Part of Your World and Colors of the Wind. And the best Disney song of all time. Of all time. According to us is Colors of Colors the Wind. Of- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a really good song. It's really good. I think it's a great song. It's beautiful. How high can a sycamore grow? Wow, the best Disney song of all time is Colors of the Wind, written by two white men. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I mean, Circle of Life, also written by white men, so. That's true. That's very true. Yep. Wow. I mean, at least there's a black man involved. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's something. Well, we did it. It was (laughs) painful. It was emotional but i think it was also important <laughs> it's very important we express our opinions on this matter everyone needed to know mhm mhm excited for the angry emails <laughs> so let us know how angry you are or who knows maybe you're happy about our choices maybe you support us without question Yeah, send us those emails, too. (laughs) We'd love to hear from you. Whatever you have to say, you can email us at hellodeconstructingdisney at gmail.com. Or find us on Twitter and Instagram at decondisney. And if you agree with our choices, rate, review, and subscribe on Apple. (laughs) TTFN. Ta-ta for now. Oh, that was so fun. Ah, it's good. It's all good.